you know, Josiah, a company is like an, is enormous, like an enormous clock. Cl- yes, precisely. It only works if all the little cogs mesh together. A clock must be clean, well lubricated, and wound tight. This week, we're talking about The Incredibles. Well, then I hope we don't represent him. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi. This is how Star Wars is it. And this is I'm Josiah. Mike. And that's Mike. <laughs> and I'm Mike. And welcome to the show. This is the podcast where we rate and review anything and ultimately everything on a scale of one to ten of how Star Wars that thing is. So, of course, what might get a high score, you are thinking, probably a Star Wars movie or maybe even a Star Wars comic gets a pretty mm-hmm, high score because mm-hmm, it is literally mm-hmm. Star Wars. But something like, gosh, what's a recent? We did Candy. I think we did an episode on YouTube. Yeah, we uh, did. Pumpkin Spice Lattes. Don't, those don't tend to get as high of scores. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it does. You did it. And good job. Star Wars is like an enormous clock. It's got a lot of cogs. And you boil it all down into a chili. <laughs> you boil it down into... You know how clocks are made of chili? Who's helping them out, Bob? Bob? Uh, this is a great flick we're talking about this week. The Incredibles. We we brought it up on a recent episode. Yes, and we were like, how have we not talked about this yet? And we were like, yeah, because we both enjoy this movie this, greatly. I don't know the order of which you'll be hearing these, but earlier tonight we recorded an episode on... Uh, the Killers record Sam's Town and we came to the realization that oh the Killers might be my favorite band <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, never yeah, yeah. remember that but I think they are and yeah. this might be my favorite movie <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good <laughs> it's really good um, I haven't seen this movie in a while. We, we, the other reason we decided to do an episode of this is because we both were like, we know this well enough that we don't need to rewatch it. And we need to record now and get ahead for the holiday season. Yeah. So this is not, this is not necessarily related to the holidays. Neither is Sam's town. Well, we, we are recording things that we can like, just like Frank. drop of the hat, yeah. talk about. Yeah. And here we are drop of the hat talking about the Incredibles yep. today. And it came out in 2004 when I was a wee little lad. Yeah, I was 13. Perfect, perfect age for this movie, though. Really? 12. I was 12 when it came out. The exact right age for this movie. And same year as Hot Fuss. Uh-huh. The not other the killers, same, though. The debut not killers. The same, yes, not the same year as Samstown. So it was just a banner year for media yeah. and culture in general. It's also when American Idiot came out. Also when American Idiot came out. Not the Broadway show. And it... We're talking about The Incredibles, and wow, it! what did I say? It's not wonderful, wonderful, but it is incredible, <laughs> incredible. 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 <laughs> yeah, man, um, this movie's just great. Directed by Brad Bird. Um, yep. How has Brad Bird not done a Star Wars yet? Well, he's an animation guy. Not that he's only done animation, but that's like his bread and butter. But that yeah. said, there's lots of Star Wars animation, so I don't know. I think he is sort of difficult to work with i think that's kind of a thing about him and i think he is very um 
precise and demanding and has like a vision and you know he played every character in this movie before they voice cast it like they had the whole thing you know like put together he was he had a script for like a decade wow yeah this is i just was reading on the wikipedia a really cool apparently it was incredibly hard to make this movie because the, it, the i'm just gonna read this whole quote do you mind? Do you Please. mind if I just read this whole quote? No, yeah, do it. From Brad Bird in 2008, speaking to the McKinsey Quarterly, a business magazine. The Incredibles was everything that computer-generated animation had trouble doing. It had human characters. It had hair. It had water. It had fire. It had a massive number of sets. Yeah. The creative heads were excited about the idea of the film, but once I showed story reels of exactly what I wanted, the technical teams turned white. They took one look and thought, this will take 10 years and cost $500 million. How are we possibly going to do this? So I said, give us the black sheep. I want artists that are frustrated. I want the ones who have another way of doing things that nobody's listening to. Give us all the guys who are probably headed out the door. Yeah. A lot of them were malcontents because they saw different ways of doing things, but there was little opportunity to try them since the established way was working very, very well. We gave the black sheep a chance to prove their theories and we changed the way a number of things are done here. For less money per minute than was spent on the previous film, Finding Nemo, we did a movie that had three times the number of sets and yeah. had everything that was hard to do. All this because the heads of Pixar gave us leave to try crazy ideas. Totally. I, I So I cool. re-listened to the Blank Check episode on The Incredibles today and they know a lot of the kind of ins and outs of shit and they do their research and that echoes a lot of what I heard them say today. They, they um, you know, Toy Story came out then A Bug's Life, then Toy Story 2, and then, was it Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, I, I think, think so. And all of those movies, first of all, like you said, were not centered on humans. There were people in the Toy Story movies, but you don't see them for terribly long, and they kind of look like weird mannequins. Yeah, uh, when you go back and watch them now, you're like, ugh, yeah, but, Andy! But, like, they built Andy's bedroom in its totality, and then they were free to move their camera around wherever they wanted, you know, because it's a virtual yeah. space. Incredibles... Had they bothered to model absolutely every side of every building and tree and whatever, it, it, they wouldn't have had the, the, the time to do the building of the infrastructure, and they might not have even had the computing power at the time. I don't know. Right, but, sure. Um, so they did live-action Hollywood tricks, and they modeled, like, the fucking building facades that you see, and then they didn't bother modeling the rest of the building. Like, yeah, they they knew where their shots were going to be as opposed to like, let's model the whole environment and then we'll figure out where to shoot. They were like, well, no, we want this shot. So we'll only model. We'll, we'll do flats like on a theater. <laughs> that is Which genius rules. It's so good. Yeah, that's that must be what those malcontents were t thinking about. Right. Well, and 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 the thing you said about human characters, like, I, I guess he got a lot of pushback from Disney that were like. This is a live action movie. This is a superhero movie. This isn't right. an animated movie. It's people. Like yeah. Pixar does bugs and shit. <laughs> we do bugs and toys. We don't do people. Yeah. But it works so well animated because it yes. could have been live action, but I think it would have lost a lot of the charm. If it were live action, its periodness would be so much more front and center, I feel. You know, like something about this movie felt like it. It existed in 2004 while also existing in 1960. Yes. Like, I don't know how they do it. It must just be like the character performances and portrayals are like kind of have a modern lingo and edge to them. But it is decidedly, and in fact, evidenced in the film itself, in the 60s. <laughs> yes. It is a set in a retro-futuristic version of the 60s. Yes. So retro-futurism is like the 
is the is a sort of genre kind of right. um not a genre so much as it's a style yeah of of media so it is that weird feeling of like oh it's the past but it's also hey it's in the past but it's also in the hey, future there you go there's a star wars thing star wars right yeah, there all baby. the tech is like it's like dr no fantasy technology that does kind of exist now but in the 60s would be magic yeah totally um and it rules and it creates a very very cool tone for the piece totally and and they don't insist upon that they're they're not like this is the 60s by the way like it starts with the whole news reels or or it rather it starts with the interviews of the superheroes from i suppose it was the 40s or the early 50s 50s, but then there's like the news reel of like superheroes have been outlawed and that's you know news reels weren't around much later than like the 50s i wouldn't think sure probably it was the 40s or late 40s early 50s you know it's kind of it's kind of watchmen it's very Watchmen. It's like superheroes yes. are outlawed, and then there's this guy who's killing all these superheroes. <laughs> it's totally Watchmen. You're so right. Um, this is Watch. It's PG Watchmen. Yeah. And I think what's cool too is that like Syndrome is very like Apple. You know, he's very 2000s. Yes. Like all his, he's so slick, and his gadgets are all very like very futuristic-y. Right. Right. And then like Mr. Incredible and and his team of his family are all still like very old school america yeah america but but syndrome's whole thing is is slick yes but it is like it's goldfinger dr no slick yeah it's like mustache twirlingly slick yeah and and ostentatious yes like exactly like his lair on the island and like a lava waterfall is a doorway yes that you have to like you shoot you shoot goo balls (laughs) you shoot goo balls and you have little uh, rays that make people freeze right, right. In, in time and space. And you, yeah, they're like mounted to your wrist on like a cuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. I mean, everyone's seen The Incredibles, right? Yeah, right. We don't need to explain what happens the family, in The Incredibles. The mom and dad were superheroes and then superheroes got outlawed. They went into like witness protection. They had kids. They're super powered, but they can't do superpowers because mm-hmm. you're not allowed to anymore. And if everyone was super, no one is. Yeah, so that this is another thing that I'm just sort of aping what was said to my ears hours ago today when I was re-listening to the Blank Check episode. But, like, there's one kind of piece of this movie that is, like, certainly in its DNA and in Brad Bird's kind of ethos, it would seem, that it's, like, kind of, like, right-leaning a little. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of anti-participation trophy, and it's, like, if you're special, you should get to be special, which is kind of that thing of the animators, the malcontents who have their own ideas, but they're not being listened to. Like, then you should you should get to shine or whatever. But it's, like, uh, sure. But, like, Bob, you can't be mad at, um... Helen, that she's not letting her the Flash son yeah. <laughs> run track. <laughs> yeah. There's like... There's special, but then there's like cheating. Yes, exactly. Which like, really it should be... I mean, well, and I guess this is what it is. is because he's like, he's taking out his own frustrations on not being able to fight crime. Yes. By being like, well, you should let him run, uh, do sports. And of course, and his like, frustrations of not being able to fight crime is is more abstractly even his frustrations of 
being an adult man past his prime. Like, yes, you know, being he's, a middle-aged... he's way too big for his cubicle. He's yeah. not happy. His kids don't listen to him. Yeah. He, he doesn't he get a, to punch bad guys. <laughs> he's an impotent man. Yes. And and we see through through the story, through the course of the story, him gaining his potence back. Yes, right. Which um, comes in the form of getting to do superhero shit again. <laughs> right, 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 right. So there is a weird, yeah, you're right. There is a weird like theme of the movie that does sort of like lean right. It's like almost Ayn Randian, yes. like super, literally a literal superhero, a literal like Superman. Right. Um, where and, like, it's it's funny because like the big day saving event is the family works as a team. It's, right. it's the X-Men, it's the Fantastic Four, and, like, the message of the final climax is, like, it takes a village, five is better than one, teamwork makes the dream work. Right. Yet, then it's also, like, but Dash should get to come in second in his track meet. And it's, like, yeah. which is it? Individual <laughs> exceptionalism or collectivism? Yeah, it's very true. Because I think, I think it tries to have its cake and eat it, too, a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Where it, it is, it is saying if everyone is super, no one is. But then, but it is the bad guy who says that. I was gonna say exactly yeah. like that. That is like like because Dash says, which is another way of saying no one is. Right. And which and then you have the bad guy in anger. <laughs> and you have the bad guy saying it later. So which leads so maybe there's not a right leaning w- thing to it, and it's actually the classic. It's the thing. misguided people saying the right leaning shit. <laughs> yes, it's the people who saw uh, they live and were like, "Oh, it's about Jewish people," and it's like, yeah. "No, it's about conservatives." Yes, guys, right. come on. It's it's like somehow sometimes things aren't clear enough for people, and so they can take the wrong uh, lesson from yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's so, also yeah, it's totally about good. a family of superheroes kicking ass on a beautiful, serene beautiful island. island. Yeah, really With great. Guys driving around in like blade hovercrafts. Yeah, very Man, cool when Dash stuff. Dash is running away from them so fast, and then he sees the water coming, and he's like, "Oh no!" And he just keeps running, and then he realizes he can run on water, and he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> it's so, so good, good, so good." So you got, you got. Okay, here we go. We got, we got, we got Mister Incredible. Yeah, super strong, super strong. We got Elastic he's the Girl, Superman AK. of this universe. Yes. We got Elastigirl, a.k.a. Miss, Mrs. Incredible. Yeah. Stretchy powers. Stretchy powers, a babe. Total babe. Thick as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet or something that was, like, confirmed. Helen Parr is thicker in Incredibles 2, and that is because of the internet. And, like, it, like, took all these different still shots and compared them one-to-one, and it was, like, her hip size is wider. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? She's a mother of three. Yeah. And time has passed. But it is so funny because she can literally become like a parachute or a boat. <laughs> so she, that's true. When she's in like resting mode, she's like, I got a thick, thick ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I did see something at one point that was like, Helen Parr chooses to look like that. <laughs> like that is just yeah, what she's decided yeah. is her because optimal body. Because sometimes she chooses to be a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a parachute. Yeah. Uh, or just a really stretchy lady. Yeah. She got stretchy powers. Uh, Violet is the oldest child, mm-hmm. and she she's can... She's self-conscious teenager who doesn't want anyone to notice her. She's she can invisible. turn invisible <laughs> and make force fields. I mean, this is essentially everything about it. It's so is good. Fit. 
It's it's Fantastic Four, but yes. then you take out Human Torch and put in a super fast kid. And you make it a more family family and not just a bunch of adults or old teens. You know, like, yeah. Violet is an insecure teenager and she turns invisible. Perfect. Yeah. Dash Perfect. is a hyperactive grade school boy who always wants to go, go, go. He's super fast. He's super fast. Jack-Jack, as we find out later, is a baby. Babies are unpredictable. You never know what they're going to do. He can literally do everything. He can do everything. <laughs> he can turn into fire. He can turn into fire. He can turn into a scary little demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has laser eyes. He can disappear. And, and even, like, even the, the parents, you know, dad, the, the myth of like the dad, the big strong man yeah. who protects his family, which of course is a... a a trope and a myth and you yeah. see that he doesn't do anything for his family he thinks I'm of not, himself first and he sits in a cubicle he doesn't he's not big strong protector no the I'm mom not. is the big strong protector because she's flexible and can do it all literally yes, she's flexible. literally she is i'm not strong enough i'm not strong enough oh, god this movie is so good we could do really like good. a four-hour episode yeah um, and we will. Let's go. And we will. Uh, so and we will. Look at your playhead right now. Does it say 30 <laughs> minutes? We'll look at the end of it. It says four hours. Yeah. So uh, it's, it starts. There's like the kind of prologue where we see all the events of Bob's day. And then you see him get married. And then there's like the um, newsreel of superheroes are banished or, or and of outlawed course see- because he, uh, uh, he foils that guy's suicide attempt. Yes, like, and then he this gets movie sued. It's so much more like adult, adult. than say Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, or Finding Nemo. It is it is very adult. And you also see his, his, his the future syndrome. Right. Uh Buddy who is like a kid trying a to be a sidekick wants to, with yeah. his gadgets his and he's like go oh, home. Oh, of course buddy. we see Frozone. Of course you see Frozone. You can't forget Samuel L. Jackson's Frozone. And then later where, we're... Where, AKA, where is my super suit Frozone? Of course, of of the where is my super suit fame. And then, of course, we jump forward in time. And in fact, it's like a like smash cut to like yeah. him in his shitty cubicle, you know? Um, and uh, you can't be a superhero anymore. He's sad. The kids don't listen to him. The wife is always mad at him because he is a bad husband. Because he's a bad dad. Yeah. And then uh, he and Frozone will go and listen to a police scanner and try to like fight crime on the DL, like yeah. uh, Rorschach, like yes. eventually Night Owl and Sil- Silk Spectre, which of yes. course they use the same thing of like. He's kind of like an impotent dork, and he's reliving his predecessor's glory days. And then eventually, right. when he and Silk Spectre go out and fight crime, he's like, I can get it up again. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can have and sex now. The exact same thing happens. Exactly. Yeah, how Bob. Watchmen is it is the real Truly. question here. Um, and so they uh, almost get caught putting out fires and fighting petty crime. I'm thirsty. I'm just going to get a drink. <laughs> so good. Um, and then it's, he gets propositioned by this hot lady, Mirage, mm-hmm. to come fight a robot on an island. Like, why not? You know? And he trains. He literally trains. Trains. With trains. <laughs> he lifts weights, but they are trains. They are trains. And he gets his mojo back. And that would be... I've always wondered that about superheroes. It's like, how do you... 
work out. Uh-huh. You know, because like if you're super strong, like I I've thought this about a lot of like okay, two things. First off, how do you work out because like what are you going to go lift a bunch of weights? Mm-hmm. You're super strong. I mean, if you're Mr. Incredible, you can literally lift you can lift more than that train. Like that's not do it. That's maybe getting you definition. Right. He's you know, shedding that, the the belly the, fat. The gut. Yeah. He's getting rid of the the beer belly that he has. But that's not gonna like make you stronger because right. you're like superhumanly strong. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, you how, know. It makes me think of um, All Star Superman by um. Yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. Uh, Grant, uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah. I can't remember what the line is, but I, I remember Superman's like internal monologue. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but it was something like, uh, like he needed to stop a train or whatever. And he, he likes, you see his internal thoughts saying like, I need to give this like a three. Yeah. Cause otherwise I will like shatter everybody's bones or whatever, you know, like, yes, that was the second thing I was going to say is I was like, how do you, when you are this is the thing I always think of like when Spider-Man first got his powers uh-huh. he's like climbing up a wall and then he like grabs on to a pipe to pull himself up and he crushes the pipe yes and so I, so I always think about that I'm like okay the force that he used right to normally just grab onto something yeah crushed that thing right so for the rest of his life is Spider-Man wa- is Peter Parker walking around very gingerly touching things yeah exactly like when he opens a doorknob is he basically hardly touching it at all because if he touches it too hard he'll break it right same with superman same with mr incredible like you i mean see it's him. like if you just use non-superpowers like if if someone said hey toss me the remote you wouldn't throw a 90 mile an hour fastball at them you have to like right. ratchet your that's true force so you use but, but you're just but ratcheting in order to do that you down. need to know what your full force is <laughs> right exactly so yeah so, yeah. like does spider-man or superman on an off day to just be like i need to know what i'm capable of so that i don't go too far does he go out into like the middle of the sea and like throw a like shipwreck as far as he can <laughs> <laughs> yes he like hits mars <laughs> there's also like a cool moment in spider-man comics whenever dr octopus takes over his body and he becomes the superior spider-man and he's like fighting scorpion or something and he punches scorpion and like knocks his jaw clean off uh-huh. and dr octopus like in his thoughts goes like <gasps> He's been holding back this whole time. Yeah, yeah. He's way stronger than we think he is, but he, like, has to fight normal human beings. Right. And so he pulls his... So Spider-Man pulls his punches all the time. Yeah, totally. Because he's actually way, way stronger. And so I, like... Superman is always pulling punches. You gotta believe. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, things would just shatter. Oh, totally. Same with Mr. Incredible. I think he's literally doing that infinity thing of, like, going half the distance, half the distance, half the distance, and never actually touching being like, think It's just just shockwave. It's the shockwave of the air... Yeah. Like the air molecules hitting each other to be like. He's doing like professional wrestling, like doesn't actually touch and it's just yes. a performance, but yet still can control the air around him so much that it knocks someone out cold. <laughs> exactly. Destroyed. Um, so let's see. That's that's our um, how do you ratchet your superhero powers up and down discussion. Yeah. But what else happens in this movie? Oh, there's um fucking Edna. Edna He mode. goes to his old costume designer to get a, a patch, and then she decides to make him a whole new suit, and then she makes one for the whole family. The family takes a plane to go find Bob. They get mm-hmm. gunned down. Bob thinks they're dead, but then they show up they're alive. And then uh, the robot controls the robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so, so Syndrome has this whole plot. Shit, but. Syndrome has this whole plot where he's basically been inviting superheroes to fight this robot. Yes. And then every time the robot gets defeated, he uses that data to make a better robot and then kills the superhero that right. that defeated and, it. And, and Mr. Incredible was always like his guy. So right. he invited all these other like B-list Justice League people to his island and then each robot either killed that person or they defeated it and then the next one killed him or her yeah. um, until he was like, okay, I've got the one that I think this is it. I'm going to bring in my boy, it's Mr. Bigger. Incredible. It's better. Yeah, right. It's too much for Mr. Incredible. <laughs> uh, um. Who's, who voices Syndrome? Jason Lee. My name is Earl. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. Everyone's so good in this movie. Oh, my God. Are you kidding yeah. me? Holly Hunter? Yeah, really great. Incredible. Mrs. Great Incredible. Great casting. Um, I also the read random- something that, like, someone, maybe maybe Holly Hunter or Samuel L. Jackson, someone it took their... them. Uh, like a couple weeks to record all their dialogue yet Craig T. Nelson it took him like two years wow like I don't know how that works and like scheduling and everything but like that's wild that's crazy so yeah Edna of course is also played by Brad Bird the director and like the story I've heard before is like he was telling people like it's like this and like of course they watched the previs that he's already done all the voice and everyone was like you got it. This is it. I'm not going to do this any better. Like Lily Tomlin was approached and she was like, Oh wow. You did it already. I don't know what I would add. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, he's so funny. So funny. So good. My God. You're Um, gotten fat. (laughs) (laughs) Robert. Uh, Robert. Darling. Such a good, such a good voice cast, such a good movie. Oh, and uh, we'd Sam- be remiss wait, 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 wait. to not mention, I don't know, something amazing. Amazing, I guess. <laughs> so, and also, we have a Star Wars connection because Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. There we go. Yeah, let's do a couple Star Wars connections. It's about a family. It's about a family. Um, uh, there is a, like, reveal that, like, the bad guy was the whatever you know like it's not quite the darth vader reveal but like it is a bit of a star warsy twists of fate family kind of reveal there's an island lair there Mm -hmm. is a ball that kills people and it is called the omni droid (gasps) you're right Um, droids there's rockets there's rockets it's it's decidedly sci-fi i would say yeah very yeah, sci-fi. It's, it's like, it's certainly how James Bond is it. Very. It's got a James yeah. Bond score. It's got a James Bond set design. It's in the James Bond era of the sixties. Yeah. The evil villain has a rocket ship de- doomsday plan, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 How James Bond is it also very. Yeah. Um, it's very, the remote watch, controls it's very James the robot. Bond. <laughs> the remote controls a robot. Um, and there is a robot and he's a droid. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff here. Should we... It's colorful. There's all these different biomes. Yes. Yes. Uh, you got the waterfall, island planet. There's beach. There's lava. Um, yeah. Let's see. There is... This is maybe not Star Wars at large, but it's certainly like Retur- or, um, Revenge of the Sith. There's sort of like crazy dark moments. 
Yeah, like true. when he's in when he's in his boss's office and the guy is outside getting mugged and he's like, that guy's getting mugged. And his boss is like, well, I hope we don't represent him because <laughs> yeah. he likes yeah, yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. that. There's the whole anti-capitalism bit or or rather. Oh, yes. Capitalism is bad. Uh, yes, very true. Like he tries to help the old lady and then he gets in trouble for it. Right, 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 right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Insurance is all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. God, this movie's so interesting and good. Now it makes me want to watch it again. Now yeah. I'm wishing I would have watched it because this is a great flick. Yeah. Well, should we Dash run to the is game? Dash hilarious. Dash is hilarious. There's Kari. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Parr, uh, something really crazy is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mike, you got to do voice acting. You're I so do. good at voices. I would love to do that. I, I like kept the bit in where you did the Toad voice the other day because it made me laugh so much because you sounded exactly like Toad yeah. when you were like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, here's a Star Wars connection. Michael Giacchino does the score. Actually, let's go into the break. <gasps> oh, yeah, and yeah. We'll come back go. and play a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bye. Do you smell that? It's Bullshit Alert, the podcast where we lie, cheat, steal, and sometimes, yes, sometimes, it's the truth. Think you can sniff it out? Join Stephen Carter, Danny Marshall, and Lily Moss each week where we invite new guests, new stories, and of course, new bullshit. Find Bullshit Alert on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. All right, and we're Jack Jack Attack! <laughs> yes! Uh, man, remember Bounden? It was bound, like the Pixar bound, short bound and rebound. that came before this, yeah. I do remember bounding because I had this weird thing that I would do where I could I could do a good job at like bouncing like that bunny did. Uh-huh. The jackalope. From one leg to, yeah, the jackalope. From like one leg to the other, I'd like pick up my leg really far and be like, boing. <laughs> like I, I literally would do a bound, bound, bound and rebound yeah. thing. All right, we are back. We are, and we're Jack, Jack. God, we have only scratched the surface about talking about this movie, let alone trying Truly. to compare it to Star Wars. Fuck. Um, yeah. Oh, here's a Star Wars thing before we do the game. When the family's all held captive and they're in those like balls of like static electricity, that is like literally how Count Dooku has Obi Wan held captive oh, on Geonosis. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, okay. Uh, not to mention this is by Pixar, which is owned by Disney and Disney owns Star Wars. And Pixar came from Lucasfilm. And That's Industrial true. Light and Magic. <laughs> That's also true. The Crazy Journey. Lucasfilm creates its own sub company, which comes its own production company, which then sells off the computers they developed to Disney. And then Lucasfilm ends up going back to Disney. All, it all comes back to Disney, baby. It all comes back to Disney, of course. Um, let me introduce this week's game. Bye. No, this week that that is of course the well-known theme song to the popular BBC game show Only Connect. Yes, um, we haven't done this in a little while. We haven't. Um, this is a game where, if you're not familiar with this game show, um, two teams of fucking super nerds <laughs> go head-to-head 
and the the sort of format of the 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 things they're trying to guess it's it's you know like a jeopardy kind of quiz game show but uh they're given four seemingly unrelated clues and they have to say how they are linked and they can answer before they see four for more points um and then that that is kind of the mechanic that then follows through a bunch of different variants on it the first round is that and the second round is sequences they're given three clues and then they have to guess what the fourth one is by identifying the pattern of the sequence um we're gonna do three of that first type where i just give you clues and you have to say what you think relates them and then we're gonna do three sequences um and of course each clue is hidden under an egyptian hieroglyph right (laughs) so please select your first i'll take the twisted flax the twisted flax all right oh and of course i should say this is the incredibles episode so this is the incredibles only connect <laughs> right, right 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 all right the first clue is polymorphing and okay wait so so i'm trying to say how these are connected how right? they're connected yeah pa- powers of the incredibles uh no do you want the next clue yes dimensional travel powers of dr manhattan no okay keep going electrokinesis <sighs> powers of jack jack yeah <laughs> it's jack jack's powers the fourth one i have on the list is laser vision but of course he can right. do basically everything right right, right, right. Um, yes it is powers of jack jack par incredible um all right please select your next egyptian hieroglyph let's do i can't remember any of the other ones you except already for the selected flax. twisted flax but there's also the lion the water the eye of horus the two reeds and the horned viper. I will take the water. Water. The first clue is Thunderhead. Oh, uh, names of superheroes that died. Can you be more specific? That syndrome killed. No. No. That, that capes got yeah. sucked in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good. Yes, 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 do you, yes, do yes. you have a guess of what the other three were by any chance? No, I don't remember, but I remembered Thunderhead. Stratogale. Who is the one who got sucked up into a tornado? And then Meta Man. Uh, and then Dina Guy. <laughs> Dina Guy. I love the name Dina Guy. That's so it's good. It's really good. Uh, yes, it is people who were killed by their capes. Just a montage, like bam, 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 of like deaths. Yeah, very <laughs> dark. Very dark. A comedian in New York was killed. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, the next Egyptian hieroglyph. Uh, I'll take the lion. The lion. The first one is Ben. Okay, next. Johnny. Names the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, another, that's another line that I think Griffin on Blank Check said was, um, well, I mean, The Incredibles is absolutely the best Fantastic Four movie, and it's not even close. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> Honestly, I would say it might be, it's certainly in the top five best superhero movies. Oh, absolutely. It absolutely. Without a doubt. It does that a lot of superhero movies lately don't do, which is like, it's a world. It's a world yeah. with a look, like Batman 66 or like Batman 89, where yeah. like, you know, all- Bomb Voyage at the beginning is is very 
calendar man, you know? Like, yeah. this is a town where there's always some fucking weirdo robbing there's a some bank. There's weirdo running around <laughs> robbing a bank. There's always some yeah, weirdo Yeah, and, like, this movie does that, and a lot of movies are like, no, it's one guy, and he's kind of just a guy, and he has a political, like, extremist belief that doesn't really exist. Like, he says he's a supremacist. <laughs> of just... <laughs> A generic supremacist. Yeah. Or of like, what? Or even just like secret identities don't exist anymore. Or no. Yeah. People don't exist anymore. The Marvel yeah. universe is getting so bloated that I would believe you if you told me that there's not a single person on Earth who doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> like you know, well, you know, like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, how they spend so much time like on the ground with like New Yorkers going, "What was that?" <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. need that in superhero movies. We really do. Who are superheroes well, saving if not fucking people? <laughs> no one anymore. Just the world over and over again. Yeah. Right. From. Alien invaders or people with, like, non-specific political extremist views. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and in many cases, they are right. Yes. Like, <laughs> that was, like, in Black... Did you see... You haven't seen Black Panther 2, right? No. It's, uh, it's fine. It, it's, it's good for what it is, but it's I heard, also, like... I heard, like, such a perfect way of summarizing it, and I didn't even see it, but I love this quote. Everything about that movie was great, except for the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. Like the acting, the, story, the costumes, the music, the set design, the direction. Yeah, it's all gorgeous. It's just like the story itself is like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but like, once again, they it's, it continues the tradition of Black Panther 1 by having a villain who's like, essentially correct. Yeah, right. Who's like, like, you're like, oh, you're right, and we should believe you and probably do what you say, but right. you're painted as the villain because you're against the good guys. Right, right. And so you're it's mean and you got scars. You're a meanie boy. Uh, please select your next Egyptian hieroglyph. This is now the sequence round. Oh, right. Um, the Horned Viper. The Horned Viper. The first one is V.X4 Gazer Beam. V.X4 Gazer Beam? Mm-hmm. V.X4 okay. colon Gazer Beam. Okay, next. The next one is 5 colon Gamma Jack. Mm. Next. The next one is 6 colon unknown parentheses replaced by 07. 7 Mr. Incredible? Um, zero seven. Uh, what I have is zero seven. The Incredibles slash or the Incredibles comma Frozone. Okay, because this is the model of the robot yes. that is destroyed by the superheroes. Yes, and you know okay. you see the like case file when he types in Chronos or whatever, and you see yeah. VX one, VX two, VX three. Which I didn't even bother doing that. But this what this is is the version of the droid and who defeated it. Right, right, right. So right. you see that thing where it, it like shows the version and then it shows all the people it killed and then it shows the person it didn't kill and then it shows the next version or whatever. Right, 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 uh, right, right. And, and he stopped. This is just like such a cool little like who would notice this unless you were Googling research for a podcast. But he stops the version naming convention of V.X and then the numeral after four and then just calls the fifth one five and the sixth one six and then the seventh one is zero seven it's like interesting you've been doing this for a long time to the point that you have gotten tired of your own naming conventions or rather (laughs) maybe you have found them not useful in one way or another and you decided you needed a new naming convention (laughs) yeah totally Uh, just decided to switch things up a little bit love that 
So yeah, Very Gamma cool. Jack defeated five. So five is who killed Gazer Beam, and Gazer Beam is who Bob hid behind his like skeleton. Yes, his skeleton. Okay, the next one. Oh, p- p- pick another hieroglyph. I believe. Oh, I don't remember what's there left. There is the Eye of Horus and two reeds. I'll take the two reeds. Okay. Ratatouille. Mm. Next. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm. Mm-hmm. Next. Tomorrowland. I don't remember what his most recent movie is. I know it's Brad Bird movies. Uh-huh. Uh, what did he direct most recently? Incredibles 2. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That is correct. The fourth answer yes. was Incredibles 2. Those are Brad Bird movies after The Incredibles in sequential order. And they're like, you know, the big theatrical release films. I think he worked on like other shorts or other stuff too. But um, yeah, he directed a Mission Impossible. One, I think. Yes, he did. Ghost upon Protocol. reflection, I don't know that it is my favorite anymore, but it is the one that I think of. That's like, that's the Mission Impossible for me. Yeah. The it's one the where shift. everything goes wrong. The one where the one right before it was, he was the fourth ingredient that they needed before they decided it's Macquarie. Yeah, like exactly. Cruz and Macquarie are going to take these four movies, synthesize them into their perfect form. Yep. And Brad Bird exactly. was the last step in that. Yeah, uh, and it's a great flick. I love is, Ghost Protocol. It is so good. It's got the fucking the <laughs> the baseball inspiration. The yes. Burj Khalifa. <laughs> the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> um. All right. The final one is the Eye of Horus. Eye of Horus, please. Talks with Elastigirl on roof. <laughs> Okay, next. Stops a suicide. Next. Deals with bomb voyage and buddy. Gets married? Yeah! (laughs) Exactly verbatim what I have. Gets married. (laughs) Gets married. These are the things leading up to Bob's wedding in the opening sequence. Of course, there's also like he takes a cat out of a tree and he stops a robbery or whatever, but I was picking the last four. Right, 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 right. Yay! When he says something like, you doing anything later? And she's like, I have a previous engagement. So fun. This movie truly is Are like one of those miracle any? movies like Back to the Future or The Matrix where, or Star Wars for that matter, where it's like, yeah. this guy has had this idea for so long. It is a synthesis of outside sources, like just comic books and superheroes in general. Yeah. And it's like, you believe in this so hard no one else does and then finally when someone's like yeah okay fine you can do your fucking superhero family movie it's just a fucking grand slam (laughs) just a grand slam right out of the park incredible uh, incredible incredible it it really is like a miracle movie yeah it really is I love it it's a great flick remote controls the robot Frozone controls ice. <laughs> Frozone controls ice. Mr. Incredible controls his muscles. His big, big muscles. Oh, man. The sequence, the, the, like, montage of him, like, training and losing weight and getting, like, jacked again and everything. And, like, how freaking horny Elastigirl is in that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, she, like, she, grabs like, him and, like, brings him back. Grabs his butt when he's walking out of the house. Yes. And yeah, when so she like good. pulls him back in, it's like, wow. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, no force fields. I love that line. I think that's a great line. Yeah. Uh, I think Dash's teacher is great. Yes. He's like, he's like, right there, right there. See it? Right he's, there. He looks, he looks and sounds exactly like the teacher from Fairly Odd Parents who's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, Mr. Crocker. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's him, but about superpowered children. Yeah. Can you imagine being that teacher and you were like 
Like, so I know certain. it is you. I don't know how you're doing it, but I know it's you. Something is going on. Yeah. That is beyond human limitations. Right. That is causing me to sit on attack. Right. And that would hurt. And it's very good parents. <laughs> it's very good parents. <laughs> like sitting on attack, that's like a mean prank. Yeah, right. That hurts. Yeah. And that, that it's stabs also, your butt. It's also so old timey. It's so 1960s. Yes. It really is. Sitting on attack. It like, sounds it's something like something that like your grandma would say. Like, well, why don't you sit on attack? <laughs> Go sit on attack. <laughs> like, it's like, like, why are any, there so many attacks any around? Any kids today would be like, what's attack? <laughs> They're like, do you mean like an iPad? Do you mean like a Jack-Jack attack? <laughs> yeah. Do you mean like Jack -Jack, the short animation? Do you remember that? That they released after this movie? Is that what you mean? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, and Syndrome's like, oh, I'll just kill your baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Crazy. Really dark. Yeah. Really dark. So there's family stuff. That's Star Wars. Uh -huh. There's sci-fi stuff. That's Star Wars. Oh, you mentioned it, and uh, we didn't we didn't go into the deaths, but Michael, how do you say his last name? Giacchino? Oh, yeah. Giacchino or Giacchino. Giacchino. Or... He's done, like, so many Pixar movies. He did Up. He did a lot of film scores, but he also got really big with J.J. Abrams doing Lost and yes. doing um, the Mission Impossible movies. With Has he done a Star Abrams. Wars yet? And he, yeah, he worked with Abrams on Force Awakens. Williams did the movie, I think. Or he, had mm, the, mm -hmm. he, he at least did like, you know, any song that was already established and he wrote the Ray theme. But I think the Aquino worked on it too. I might be wrong. But then he also worked on, I think, Solo, mm. maybe. Let's look. Yeah, he worked on, on Rogue One. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yep, was yep, the yep, first yep. movie that wasn't Star Wars episode blank, and they, of course, were like, "Well, we have to give that to John Williams." Of course. And, then <gasps> and he played he played First Order Stormtrooper FN thirty one eighty one in fun. Force Awakens. That's fun. Yeah, because he and Abrams are are boys. They're besties. That's fun. That is fun. And he he's been doing the Mission Impossible movies, I think, and and he. You know, obviously there's the Mission Impossible song from like literally a hundred years ago from the old TV show, but um, yeah, he's the one who kind of invented the other new theme in Mission Impossible movies, and I'm trying to like hear it in my head. It, it's good. It's good. I can't That's remember sure. what it is, but it's good. <laughs> uh, well, it is good. We know that. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Any other Star Wars point? Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's uh, obviously the family stuff comes with like the strained like do i do i protect my family or do i you know whatever um mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's see let's see there is i mean there's it, not it literally came out a year after one of them or, that's or true. two years after i suppose so it is like a disney cgi colorful thing um, yeah it's the same era uh -huh. as the prequels same era as good the prequels. and evil but with a villain with a motivation and a backstory. Right. Which um, isn't super Star Wars. Well, I mean, like, Anakin... I guess we have a whole backstory with the prequels. Right. Like, Anakin is constantly trying to be something that isn't ever going to happen. Right. Which is kind of I guess the syndrome thing. My thing is, is there seems to be more shades of gray in the Incredibles uh, world. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's not present in Star Wars. Right. Let's That's everything. We, we said it all. Gosh, what else? I feel like we're like missing big things. Sneaking we definitely around. are. Sneaking around. Definitely sneaking around. Man, when, when 
and Elastigirl sneaks into the base and she's like swinging on those like monorail balls. Yes, so cool. <laughs> so cool. Oh, so good. And when she's like trapped between the, t- close the blast doors. When she's yes. like trapped between those two doors and she's like a long stretch and like the guards come out and they're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> Is so this just good. like a lady's leg? Is this a lady's leg There's right the here? the anonymous guards that just get fucking killed. <laughs> yes, destroyed. One by one. Very uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, doors that need like a button or a key card to get into. There's a lot of Star Warsy like decor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Retrofuturism itself is kind of Star Wars y, yeah, like right, we said before. Star Wars is retro and it was trying to be futuristic. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a big point right there. This yeah. is gonna get a little higher than than other yeah, things. Yeah, I think so too. Um Superpowers is the force. I mean she is literally force. makes force fields. That's true. It's There's very the force. All sorts of crazy vehicles, like pod racers and shit, and like the 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 cars all look crazy. The cars yes. look crazy. The the um the like blades they hover around. Yes, in. the little blade the, uh, hover thing. The rocket ship is first of all, it's a rocket ship, but also it's like yeah. very sleek. It's very like Naboo. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Queen yeah, Amidala's yeah. yacht or whatever. Her her chrome yacht. Uh huh. Um, it's perfect, perfectly shiny and silver. And the world does feel singular unto itself. Not that it feels Star Wars 100%, but it does feel no. like if you took a bunch of still shots of that movie and you presented them to me out of context, I'd be like, what is this? Is this The Incredibles? <laughs> yeah, is this like, Incredibles? Like, it just looks tell. so of itself and so does Star Wars. Yeah, totally. Good and evil. Good and evil there. Fucking slaps. Music slaps. Um, it's all there, baby. The whole package is there. Mm-hmm. It's just how Star Wars is it, and this, that's what we're going to decide. Yeah, yeah. Should we give it a rating? Yes, I think we should, and we should choose it's a getting unit a, of measure. We should choose a unit of measure. I'm going to do hmm, tax. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I will do goo balls. Goo balls. Um, oh, I should have said this. I, I I may have said this on the show before, but um, when I was in college, I went to like a superhero costume party, and I like homemade a Incredibles suit. Like I bought like men's black briefs to put on outside of these like red women's leggings and like a red oh shirt. You know. Um, incredible and i went as dash because my hair was essentially what it is now and i was able to like slick it back to make it look like i was running really fast but the thing that i kept doing all night and it never panned out but anytime someone was taking like a group picture i would shake as much as i could so that in the picture i was blurry (laughs) but (gasps) cameras are better than my movement yeah faster than me so every picture was me just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like perfectly crystal clear frozen with a crazy face that's um, hilarious i'm gonna use goo balls as my unit of measure perfect i'm gonna use tax i'm gonna give it four tax yeah i was like is it a five but i think it's not it i think be. it's a four i think it's a four yeah remember this is a logarithmic scale everyone uh, yeah okay? right although man that that dash running away from the guys on the hover blades in the jungle and it like is literally shot like the, oh. the speeder bike scene like yeah POV wise like but no yeah, I, think, totally. I think four goo balls i think that that does it well, there you have it, folks. It's four. We said we talked about it for four hours. We talked about it for one. Yeah. We've been recording for three hours. Yeah. Give us a break. I feel like I've been yelling at a bar. <laughs> Hell, can you hear me? I'd like a gin and tonic. I mean, I have been yelling. 
That's true. We've been screaming this whole time. Yeah. Well, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. And yes, that's funny. Yeah, the email address we have is funny because it's a good podcast at gmail.com. And here's a fun little thing. I don't know how long it's been since we've said this before. That comes from the fact that Josiah and I had an idea for a podcast before this one called A Good Podcast. (laughs) We recorded one episode. One episode of it. Uh, And did we ever release that like on the Patreon or something? We haven't yet, no. We should. We should. It, that would be fine. That could be our like, find... special one for December, maybe. I know we're like, oh, yeah. coming up. I have right to now. find it. It's somewhere in my old computer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we also have more shit, as I just alluded to, on Patreon. Patreon.com slash it is where you can go and pledge $5 a month and get a bonus episode every week of Mike and Josiah being silly boys. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. our bonus episode is more like this type of episode. Sometimes it's a continuation of the main episode of the week, like our recent episode on Infinity. Um, sometimes it's just us talking about a vacation we just went on or just like talking about crazy shit we think about in the shower. But then mm-hmm. also every so often we'll do a long form thing, like a monthly thing, like a film commentary. We've covered, um, you know, we've done like watch along. We watch a Star Wars movie and talk during it. For every Star Wars movie, we did it for The yep. Matrix, we did it for Ocean's Eleven, we did it for Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. Yep, the, all We've the important done movies. one-shot RPGs, we've done a bracket, a bracket determining the best thing about the season of fall. Um, we've done a lot of stuff on there, and it's all available for you for $5 a month. That could just be one month. You could pay us five bucks, and yeah. then listen to everything, and then be like, I'm yeah. done. It, that's a great deal right yeah. now. Yeah, and hey, it's the season of giving. So season of giving. Man, it's we a holiday should... Season. It's too late for December, but we should have really like organized another bracket that was what's the best Christmas song. Oh, that'd be good. Maybe we'll maybe too we'll late. do that in the future. Maybe we'll do that in like July. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Christmas in July. Uh-huh. All right, but that's it. Oh yeah, we're performing in. It's too late now to come see us. Yeah, but we're unless performing it's not. Thursday. <laughs> unless it's not Thursdays at eight o'clock at IO for Anarchy Enterprise Rock Opera. Come see us. Yeah, check if, us out. If you if you go to the podcast Instagram, you'll find Josiah and my Instagram handles, and each of us probably have linked to our improv shit in our yep. Instagram. So like follow go, go down the rabbit hole and find baby wants candy and anarchy and come yeah. see us in Chicago. Do improv. Check it out. Well, that's about time for Toby. Bye bye. So be. wait, sandwiches of star Wars is about time for Toby. Bye bye. So like we always say, don't we not vote. Love, don't not vote. We, <laughs> we love, love you. And, and may, may the, the fourth be, be with, with you. Bye bye. Uh, this is Mike's voice. Re- I'm gonna make a reel for Mike from this episode. <laughs> it's just, it's just me doing Incredibles voices. Yeah, exactly. For my next impression, right. you know that boy in the Incredibles? He says two lines. <laughs> that kid. His bubblegum explodes in his face. You don't know something amazing, I guess.